Hey guys, in this episode, I'm gonna talk about the killer of capital growth and that is supply to the market. I'll take you through a plan that was released by the state government, which shows the future supply of dwellings and how that's going to impact the value of your home in years to come. State government has just released this draft shaping Southeast Queensland regional plan. And I'm gonna jump to some significant pages within here and explain what each of these mean. So this is a draft that was released by the minister and it's out for public consultation at the moment. Once it gets finalized, what happens is the local councils adapt this plan and then provide areas that developers can then move into to supply stock to the market. So why this is important is that it provides supply to the market housing supply, which is the killer of capital growth if you have too much supply. So too much of one product, one item, floods the market, and then the price then drops. So Southeast Queensland consists of these councils. If you are local, you will know these councils. Brisbane in the middle, then you got to the north is Moreton Bay. Now, unlike other areas, our councils in Southeast Queensland are quite large. So where you see this area of Moreton Bay, it's quite significant. Sunshine Coast Council is about an hour from Brisbane. And then if you head south, you've got this tiny Redlandshire, you've got Logan, Gold Coast, Scenic Rim, Ipswich, Somerset, Lockyer Valley, and Toowoomba. So that is Southeast Queensland. This plan covers all of those areas. So let's jump to some significant points in the document. So let me zoom in on this graph, uh, which talks about the migration into Southeast Queensland. So you've got the dark blue, you've got natural increase, so people having babies, net overseas migration, which is this orange line. Then you've got net interstate migration, the light blue, and then you've got the total population growth. So you can see, and this is probably not news to you all, that population growth absolutely spiked after we came out of COVID lockdowns. So we were actually nearly at the peak of what we were in 2008-ish as per this graph. So that's not due to slow down anytime soon. So if you think we have an undersupply, it is only going to get worse. And this is in 2022. So obviously in 2023, the year that we're in now, this will be pretty much exactly the same as what it was last year. And next year will be the same. And the following year will be the same and so on and so forth. So that is where we are up to with population increase. So if you have a look at the left-hand side, we're talking about population increase in Southeast Queensland of around about 110,000 people per year, every year. That means we've got to house 110,000 new people into Southeast Queensland. So let's have a look at some of the other statistics in the draft regional plan. So we apparently have 1.5 million dwellings in Southeast Queensland. This is the makeup. We got 31% attached, 69 percent detached dwellings. You've got 16% of population over the age of 65. Obviously, that's going to get higher as the years move on and we have longer life expectancy. But 1.8 million jobs. That's fantastic. We are home to 45% of Queensland's Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander population. One in seven people in Queensland live in Southeast Queensland. So it's obviously the the population growth or population center for Queensland. But this key stats I want to point out from this part is the growth projected. So Queensland 
projected to gain an additional 1.66 million people from both interstate and overseas migration to 2046. So in the next 23 years, we will get almost 2 million people from interstate and overseas migration. That does not include natural births on top of that. So that this is net overseas migration. So you can see the numbers that they're projecting, 400,000, 2022, 23. They're saying it's going to drop. I don't know how it is going to drop unless they're directing people somewhere else, but it's still significant nonetheless. But let's jump to another item in the draft regional plan. So the main number you should be worried about is this. 2.2 million new residents in Southeast Queensland by 2046, which is what is projected. So that is currently nearly 4 million. Currently, this light blue line, which I just highlighted, and then we're going to be ending up at around about 6 million by 2046. And this is the breakdown. So if you have a look at the main council areas, so in Brisbane, you, we're going to go from 1.2 to 1.7 million people over the next 23 years. So it's about a 500,000 population increase is what they're projecting. Gold Coast, they're projecting nearly 400,000 increase from 633,000 people to just over 1 million. So it's a big, significant number. Ipswich is 300,000 people, 230,000 to 530,000. Lockyer Valley, that is out near Toowoomba Way. Uh, Logan, massive numbers as well, like 300,000 people again in Logan. So Logan situated between Gold Coast and Brisbane. Moreton Bay situated between Brisbane and the Sunshine Coast up to the north. So another you know, 300,000 people there as well. So there's some pretty significant numbers. Sunshine Coast has got another 200,000 people. And then the other parts are not as significant. So with those numbers, we got 2.2 million people to house over the next 23 years. If the last 23 years is anything like the next 23, there's no way we're going to be able to house these people. So that comes with the question of where are we actually going to put these people? Because there are going to be areas that will go into oversupply over the next 23 years. It's inevitable. It has to happen. But then off the back of that, there'll be areas that'll be in heavy undersupply. So you want to be buying in areas that are in undersupply where they can't possibly flood the market. So that might sound easy, and it is once you know what to look for, but most people get this wrong. So I'm going to point out some areas where the growth is going to actually happen. Roll down. But before I do, I just showed you the population numbers. Now let's have a look at the dwelling numbers. So I'm just going to take all of Southeast Queensland, not to break it down into individual areas. You got 1.5 odd million dwellings at the moment, and you need we need about 2.4. So we're nearly 1 million dwellings short of the target. And this is anticipating you know, the population growth over that time, which is 2.2 million people. So we need nearly 1 million new homes or new residences over a 23 year period. If you have a look back through in history, I don't know exactly what the number is, but I can guarantee we've supplied nothing close to that sort of number over the last 23 years. So I don't know how the state government's planning on, on executing that, but it's going to be private developers that will do it. And the state government, if we rely on the government to do anything for us, uh, they we can rely on them to increase taxes over time and we can also rely on them to spend lots of money on needless infrastructure projects where mostly overseas companies profit from those. But that's another video. So let's jump to 
where the growth is actually happening in the area. So Brisbane City located in the middle and you can see the major transport routes. So to the south is, Lo is Logan and then Gold Coast. And then to the north is Moreton Bay. So you've got North Lakes, uh, Caboolture, and then up to Sunshine Coast, up to the north. So the areas you want to look at with the growth is the bits that we see in this expansion area. So these are the big major growth areas that they're anticipating and likely going to put pressure on the local governments to expand in those areas. So you can see Brisbane doesn't really have any. So Brisbane doesn't have a huge supply of land, which is not anything un, untoward or unknown. You just got to have a look at the urban sprawl. Brisbane is quite constrained. It's mountainous to the west. You've got the river to the east, and then there's quite a bit of industrial around the eastern parts as well. It's very different to our other counterparts in Sydney and Melbourne. Brisbane's city has sprawled out to the west, and some of the western suburbs are actually quite affluent, very different to other, other cities. Uh, and then we don't really have that much land to sprawl out to on the east. You start to go to the bayside over in this area to the, to the south, uh, but there's not much land out that way either, and it's not easily accessible. And a lot of it is in green space or green wedge zone, which is in this middle, in this section right in the middle, all this prime land. And it's quite mountainous as you move towards the south as well. So even if you wanted to develop it, you still can't because it's too hilly and the terrain is too difficult. So have a look at where there's planned to be development expansion so you got a little bit out there it looks like a little bit but that's a big parcel of land you got some more down there you're not really that close to brisbane itself so brisbane can only go up so the oversupply will be an oversupply of units happens every cycle the units that unit market is generally invested driven uh, which means they're normally smaller and pokier and that's only going to come because building prices are as high as they are. We can only, as developers, we can only build them smaller to cater for a particular market. Or you build oversized luxurious apartments where people are happy to spend four, five, ten million dollars on them. But that's not going to be created in mass scale. So have a look down south end. So you've got like little infill pockets like here, which they're calling regional economic cluster. You've got a little bit over here near the airport. Now, I don't know how much residential is going to be concentrated over to the east. And again, out this way, out towards uh, Goodner and Ipswich area, there is a lot of land supply still available out there. You've got a bit near Springwood, but that's more going to be high density. The real affordable land, urban sprawl, what they call it. So urban sprawl meaning low density, so single houses. It's going to be more concentrated into Logan, into this area. You've got parts of Logan like Flagstone, Yarrabilba, Jimboomba. Those areas have a huge amount of land supply. So over the next 23 years, I would bet my bottom dollar that all of these areas will be in oversupply because not everybody wants to live that far from the CBD. And it's affordable housing. It's there to provide a market need. And we do need to supply dwellings, but not everybody's going to want to live. Not everybody needs to work there. People will work in different parts of the city. So if you have a look to the north, you don't really see anywhere where they're providing that sort of land supply anywhere to the north. So, you know, past Chermside, Strathpine, Mitchelton, there's not really that huge growth. You got a little bit out here with these uh, little honeycomb things. And if you have a look and zoomed in, in closer, you'll see where there's some land supply, but it's not substantial. 
you might get small pockets where they're going to oversupply the market, but not really that substantial, especially not around Brisbane. And then you move to Moreton Bay. Now you've got Caboolture West, Master Plan Community. You've got some land up here, which will be around uh, nearing Caboolture. So that's like Morayfield area, which is where I'm developing at the moment. So there's a little bit, bits and pieces through there, but it's not huge again. So really there's not that much uh, when you look at new urban land sprawl. So that can only mean that they're going to concentrate into urban infill, which means taking an existing suburb and chopping up the blocks into smaller pieces. So that means we're going to be living more on top of each other. Uh, the only types of housing really available in Brisbane and that inner city ring are going to really be the medium to high rise types or where we're chopping up blocks into smaller pieces, which isn't going to be at mass scale. Remember, we got to supply nearly a million houses to the southeast Queensland region. So a lot of them are going to be in these outer suburbs. There's nowhere else to put them and they're going to be in oversupply because people will want to live close to the city. So that is Brisbane and surrounds. Let me show you some of the other growth areas as well. So let's jump to, so the Northern region, so Sunshine Coast region. So Sunshine Coast already has about 400,000 people. As I sh showed you before, it's due to grow by about 300,000 people over the next 23 years. So it's pretty much going to double. So you got all this, all these parts near the water where you can get homes that start to get quite expensive because you're right near the beach. And you can see the urban sprawl. So that low density development, it's going further away from the coastline. Now that is because the land out here is flat. Uh, a lot of it, especially in this Caboolture South area, a lot of it's already been developed at the moment into master plan community. Same with this area in Sippy Downs. So this is where the urban sprawl is going out this way. And again, same thing. This is going to get going to oversupply here. And Sippy Downs is going to go into oversupply while we have issues close to the coast. And again, the coast is going to be in certain pockets, more high-rise areas where there's going to be infill development. This particular market, Sunshine Coast, caters for a lot of downsides, especially people retiring in that older age demographic. So units are going to be in higher demand here, just traditionally speaking. Over the next 23 years, we're going to be an aging population. People want to live near the beach. Um, however, the younger population where there's more affordable housing will need to be located out here. But then begs the question of jobs. And a lot of the jobs are still concentrated around Brisbane, the capital city. Same exact issue or situation with Sydney and Melbourne. People want to live near the Bayside. They want to live away from the major capital city, but they're still going to have to commute to the city. And eventually, uh, not all of them end up residing on the country lifestyle or the coastal lifestyle. Even though by 2043 or 2046, Sunshine Coast will have a much bigger population base, there's still going to be that need for jobs elsewhere when Brisbane grows substantially as well. So that is in the north. And then if you jump down to the Western region, which is Ipswich and then out to Toowoomba, I won't spend too much time on Toowoomba because it is a bit fair bit smaller and there are pockets that are capped as well. But if you have a look at Ipswich, Ipswich has big land supply as well. All the stuff out at Ripley, Springfield, still got a bit of land left. You still got pockets of infill around Goodna. Uh, around this section where my mouse is hovering at the moment. So Walloon, Rosewood, 
is to be expanded. I owned a property out there a number of years, number of years ago that I did a renovation on. So there's a lot of land supply to come up in Ipswich. Ipswich is located west of Brisbane. It's about 30 plus kilometers out of Brisbane. So it is a little bit further out and you're not near the coastline there as well. So it's not overly desirable to live in Ipswich. People compare Ipswich to other parts of capital cities where it's only like 30 kilometers out. But the difference with Ipswich or with Brisbane is that there's a lot more suburbs or a lot more land available north and south of Brisbane that's a lot more desirable for people to live. They can go to the beach, they can either go to the Gold Coast or they can go to Sunshine Coast. Um, and there's other you know, coastal areas that they can visit as well. Whereas Ipswich, you're just that further away from the coastline where a lot of people want to go. So again, land supply is going to be mass in Ipswich and that market, it always runs in oversupply. And don't be surprised if we see some more capital growth in the short term and then over the long term, it's just going to flatline like it has done for the last 20 years. So that's my take on Ipswich and those growth areas. Um, and again, Ipswich, it's all urban sprawl. So it's low density. There's very limited high density out at Ipswich because of the affordability. So it costs too much to go up. So in, in that area, there's so much land available that developers will go out um, and developers can only go out to recoup the costs as well because of the price point out that way. Then we go through to the Gold Coast. The Gold Coast looks pretty dire straight from, from this map. It doesn't look like they're really wanting to expand that much um, and if you drill down deeper into, you know, some of these areas where they've put the honeycomb dots, uh, the, the issue with the Gold Coast is that it's constrained by all the mountains out to the west. So Gold Coast looks highly constrained um, over the long term, which can only mean that Gold Coast needs to go up, which it already is. It already has quite substantial high rises, as everyone would know if you visited or seen photos. So a lot of that is going to be concentrated to the coastline. There's nowhere else to put it. There's a lot of projects that have been put on hold in recent years that are going to come out of the ground, I believe, in the next three to five years, especially. And then we've still got another 18 years beyond that. So I think a lot of the development will be concentrated to higher rise and not so much the low density housing. At least that's what it looks like from this map. So that's my take on the Southeast Queensland Regional Plan, just on a broad brush. This is a draft at the moment. It's out for public consultation and comment. And this is just a broad brush on Southeast Queensland. It has been prepared by the state. So it isn't a local council going and changing zoning. Don't go and buy property expecting it to be changed zones in the next couple of years. You know, this plan um, has been delivered by the state over a period of time. This is just the first public consultation and it is a very high level plan as well. So it takes a long time from this plan to go from where it is now down to a council level where then the state puts pressure on the council to go and rezone a whole lot of land. We do have issues at the moment where there are areas, as I've pointed out, which are in heavy undersupply, not just now, but are, are going to continue to be in heavy undersupply in the years to come. Um, but that doesn't mean that council is going to just go and rezone a whole heap of it, a whole heap of land. You've really got to be in the box seat for this stuff if you are a developer and you want to buy up big parcels of land. As a homeowner, if you are looking at buying a long-term investment property where you're not going to be in oversupply, 
then if, you, if you're looking at holding for 20 years, then take this into account and consider where the upcoming land supply is because once it starts being delivered and then once that market starts going into oversupply, you might see a big drop in the value of your properties, especially if you own properties where big developers are delivering, say, 20,000 new homes in that area. If they don't drip feed the, that stock to the market um, and developers have been named and shamed by drip feeding stock, but ultimately, if the developer doesn't drip feed the stock to the market and they oversupply the market, when there's too much stock to market, too many houses to the market, it actually affects the prices in a bad way. When there's not enough stock, not enough houses, it affects the market in a good way. The market goes up. So I hope you've gotten a lot of value out of this and understand how the state government then affects what the housing supply looks like from a local council perspective. And obviously, it takes time for it to funnel through. Thanks for listening. I hope you've got a lot of value out of this. If you have any questions or any comments, please don't hesitate to write them in the comments. Would love to hear from you guys and what else you want me to cover with the upcoming housing supply.